Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. All right, the train does not stop. We appreciate you hanging out in our two-part season finale of I Want Your Flex. Previous episode, picks 1 through 20. This will be a little bit more rapid fire as we go 21 through 60. A lot of discussion about the top picks. There'll still be discussion about this picks, about these picks. But it is interesting when Ryan Bershinger just printed out a list of the top, I don't know, 90, 100 uh, names that we could use. Our printer printed them on both sides of the paper. So we don't have four pieces. We have two. At about 16 in our draft, and I wrote the top 20 picks on one side, I turned it over to see who was on page two because I started to say to myself, well, who do I really like here? Who do I not really like here? Uh, We now turn the page. The second part of our draft, pick number 21, Mike Harmon, you are on the clock. Ready? I'm going to get a little bit cheeky here. I'm going to go deep down the board. Uh, in terms of the whatever average value is uh, as the the list that Bursch gave us, I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco. Ooh. Looking I, at the running back position and where it gets a little bit weird here because there's an obvious guy that I loved in 2023, but as we sit here today, there's giant question marks all over that depth chart as to what's going to be around him. The wide receivers, I think, are bunched together. So give me Pacheco. Pacheco is off the board at number 21. Ryan Bershinger, you can find at Ryan Bershinger. You can find Mike at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. Who do you like at number 22? 
Uh, okay, well, um, last time uh, we left off on a cliffhanger of uh, where would A.J. Brown be drafted? And I think this is the point where you know, he has it to go It won't be next, I'll something. tell you that much. <laughs> it will not be a 23. Um, I will I will take A.J. Brown here at 22. Um, again, yes, there are obviously questions with him, but the, the talent is, is never in question. Um, if, uh, if, if Big Dom is able to come back and, and really, really lay down some discipline, then hey, he's the security blanket, yeah. man. I always look like Charlie Brown and I had a Charlie Brown shirt. I know Linus had the security blanket, but clearly from all these reports, it's all Big Dom's doing his presence settled everyone down. Uh, but when you're looking at the back end of, of the, the second round here, then you are somebody who got either a, a CD Lamb, Tyree Killer, Justin Jefferson, in, in, uh, presumably, in the first round. So if if A.J. Brown is then your wide receiver, too, to complement with those guys, uh, that's that's pretty great. You can you can t- definitely take that risk here. So I will take A.J. Brown at 22. Well, at number 23, I'm going to take a guy that I had a conversation with my buddy about during the fantasy football season, and he mispronounced his name five different times. Oh, good. Yeah. He kept on calling him Richard White, but he was a friend. It wasn't important. We weren't on the air. I never corrected him once. I'll take Rashad White running back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You listen to a lot of media. You wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rashard was uh, the chosen name from a lot of hosts. Are you kidding? <laughs> he said it at first, and I thought, okay, do I correct him? And we all know this being in this medium. Sometimes you'll say it back so the other person – it kind of is kind of a you know like a help me a pick me up yeah. you know like maybe the the person misspoke not that he didn't know his name but maybe you just misspoke at that time mm-hmm. and it's a way to get back on track but he said it five times and after the second time I'm like why would I even correct him like it's kind of a you know a jerk move if he thinks it's Rashard it's not gonna you know it's not gonna hurt anything but uh, Rashad White at number twenty three there you go. All right, Mike, you're up at number 24. Next up, I don't care who's throwing him the ball. I'm going to take Mike Evans. All right, there you go. I don't know where he's going to be, whether he returns to Tampa, whether he finds his way as so many are photoshopping him into a Chiefs uniform, whatever the case may be. Uh, All that guy does is stats for days. Number seven in PPR leagues this year. Bursch is up at number 25. Back-to-back bucks, by the way. Yes. Assuming Mike Uh, Evans does Is it the trio with Chris Godwin coming up here? (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, where's k Dotton on this list? Um, so, is he gonna catch the ball? Oh, too soon. Um, I will go. Yeah, there's a couple of interesting receivers here. Uh, hmm. Leaning receiver. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know what? I will go with the ceiling no I won't um, <laughs> no, no, no. that's it we're going to call whoever the next player is we're going to call him the ceiling in the 2024 how about, season how about the insurance then um, I'll take Debo Samuel here because if Brandon Ayuk does end up elsewhere uh, that causes uh, Debo's value to rise for sure so uh, let's go with Debo uh, he was able to turn it on at the in the second half of last season and I think uh, seeing that was great to see because it, it reminded you of the true Debo Samuel of who he could be if they didn't you know have to give the ball to all these other fantastic players. Um, but uh, I I again the same thing with AJ Brown. You're looking at Debo here at the two three turn. 
um, and you've, I mean, if you're pairing him with Christian McCaffrey, that's a little awkward, but um, if you're looking at him when you've already got a stud wide receiver one, Debo is a fantastic wide receiver two. Now, I just have to put a caveat. I I would never choose a Michigan man over an Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> but there are two caveats when you have to. Number one, the guy throwing to the Michigan guy is a Buckeye. And number two, the guy throwing to the Buckeye is shot-putting footballs. And so I am going to take Nico Collins in this situation at number 26. Sorry, Derek Carr, for the insult, but I am going to take Nico Collins <laughs> as I was debating two wide receivers in that spot. Oh, I got no issue with that at all. Um, yeah, Nico Collins, one of the great breakout yeah. guys of the year. And in theory, Tank Dell comes back healthy, and that offense takes another step forward because uh, that running game, they started to sort it out towards the second half of the year. The offensive line got healthy. Look, now I'm hyping the Houston Texans uh, <laughs> on the broadcast. All right, I'm going to go to the quarterback position. I'll take Lamar Jackson. Mm, kind of a down year statistically, right? People mad about Not week his, 17. Right? Everybody yeah. mad about his uh, MVP. You know, we, we're not going to have that debate here. Um, but he was still QB4, um, just 13 points behind Dak Prescott. All right, I like Lamar at 27. Not much is going to change except maybe everybody in the passing game getting around uh, around him maybe getting better. I don't yeah. think the running back changes too much. All right, unless it's Derrick Henry. All right, Birch, what do you got Ooh. at 28? Um, you know what? I am also going to go quarterback, but it might not be who you would think it is based on the rankings. I will take Patrick Mahomes here. Mm. Um, and the reason why is uh, I think that – Obviously, he didn't have the same fantasy uh, production this past season. However, um, you've got Rasheed Rice is is going to step up as a as a very strong outside option. I fully believe that they're going to add at receiver this offseason, whether that be through free agency, like if if Mike Evans ends up on the Chiefs, holy, um, exactly. uh, or they'll they'll simply draft a receiver at thirty two. Um, and Kelsey's probably going to be back and and still be steady. Um, so I I expect Patrick Mahomes to return to not his full on like fifty touchdown fantasy form, but um, yeah, in the forty range he could he could do it again. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll bet on Patrick Mahomes here at uh, twenty eight. Well, this is puts me in a spot. There are so many quarterback questions around the receivers that are still left. And then if there's not a quarterback question, there's a question just about the wide receiver in general. At number 29, jeez, guys, this is tough to pull the trigger. I I was uh, – <laughs> you know what? I'll take Jalen Hurts, and I'll avoid the, the, the problem altogether. So not a lesson in life to just avoid it. But I'll just take Jalen Hurts and then see how it then sorts out around me. You I, stole my pick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good. You can have this problem. Uh, all right. Harmon at number 30. All right. Uh, next up, and, and this is now we're getting truly into the muddled mess of chaos. Uh, I'm going to go back to Bursch uh, referenced the Saquon Barkley rumor, conjecture, speculation, Photoshop into a Charger uniform. So that means I'm going to go take Keenan Allen. 
Now I know I'm going to miss some games. Right? Sure. I'm not getting a full 17 out of him, but when he's available, it's stats for days. Yeah. And you know Mike Williams, if he's there, would play four of them. Yeah. He, I, I'm, I'm going to suspect he's in a different uniform. Yeah, sure. yeah I think so, too. Uh, all right, Ryan, what do you got at 31? Um. Yeah, these are the, you got you got a lot of questions here across the board. There's there's two running backs that I'm looking at, and I think there are questions with both of them. Um, I will, I'll I'll take James Cook here. Um, I, he was good actually. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just I, Allen vultures a lot of it. Right, exactly. Uh, but in the second half of the season, he had some very strong performances. Um, and well, they they got to run the ball because uh, they, they they currently they just have tight ends. They don't have any receivers at the moment. So uh, I'll I'll take uh, James Cook here at thirty one. That is a uh, running back, I believe. Uh, running back twelve. This is the twelfth running back. Well, this is going to be uh, running back thirteen because I'll take David Montgomery. I'll uh, again. There, there's going to be something there for him uh, for sure. So give me him at number thirty two. I still miss him. <laughs> Bears. Um, Can't quit you. You guys figure out who's throwing the ball in uh, Las Vegas yet? No. Me neither. Uh, but I'm still going to take Devontae Adams. <laughs> it's an issue. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's it's. So many uh, people have been photoshopped into a Raiders uniform. Uh, Getzey comes in as the offensive coordinator. He's still making goo goo eyes at Justin Fields, even though all of the, you know, rumors of what was going on there. So. Raiders potentially in the mix for him. Russell Wilson. I don't know. Either way, he yeah. puts up stats regardless of who's throwing the ball. Gosh, I think you know, like I, I think Russell Wilson works in Atlanta if he wanted to. Yeah. I don't think that he works in Las Vegas. You know, uh, Russell Wilson. If you uh, go by his house, Dan, mm-hmm. I think he'll actually bake you cookies. Oh, and give you a, a personal tour. <laughs> For that giant mansion he's got on the marketplace. Was the one with two bathrooms or whatever? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. All right, Bursch, what do you got at 34? <laughs> um, let's go with. Okay, I mean, I'll 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 do it so that way we can finally just turn the page here. But also, <laughs> I'll, I'll take. I will take Chris Olave. Yeah. Here. Uh, I, I, like, I he's the last guy on that. Page. I would have had thirty-five. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I think obviously, like the talent is is very much there, and if Derek Carr is capable of throwing like three or four yards like past the line of scrimmage, then, <laughs> then he should be able to actually uh, uh, get some yardage and get get some plays. Um, yeah, no, I. I you like Olave as the talent, and at this point, you can feel very comfortable betting on it. I'm going to take an enormous leap here and a leap of faith. But since Burst did it with Patrick Mahomes, give me a Rasheed Rice. Okay. I, I I don't know that we he's not going to be the next Tyreek Hill, but if he forms into something, if he's willing to complain to Patrick Mahomes that he was open for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, then maybe there's confidence there. Um, I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but there are a lot of good names out there. But I'll take Rasheed Rice in a in 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 hopes of a big year number two. I'll go with another stretch. I'll follow you down that highway. T. Higgins mm. with a uh, either a franchise tag or a WR one somewhere else. Sure, that's not a bad selection. I considered him yeah. as well. So I was looking at a couple of different wide receivers. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, well, let's take somebody who also might be considered a little bit of a stretch, but this is the ceiling play that I want to go for. Um, C.J. Stroud loves Tank Dell, and uh, we we saw what he can do on a per-game basis last year. Uh, unfortunately, because of that injury, we didn't get to see him as much, but when he was worked into that offense finally he exploded um and this is the the kind of explosive talent that you would like to have uh, on your fantasy squad because he'll he'll individually win weeks for you it's, he's he's that good so i will take tank, tank dell here at 36 i'm calling him nathaniel i'm, I'm <laughs> screw this tank thing i'm going back to nathaniel that was what was on his rookie card that i got out of a pack and that's the way it's gonna be uh i am uh i'm hoping this guy's injuries are a thing of the past Came back from his, but did not make any dent in the AFC Championship. I'll take Mark Andrews from the Ravens. Okay. Another tight end off the board. I took Laporta a little bit earlier. I still like the value, like the position. Sure. Give me Mark Andrews. Yeah, if healthy. I mean, he's the security blanket, that word we used before. So uh, we've got that going. Um, I'll, I'll go for stability, and I'll take the player, and I'll look for Amari Cooper to not have to catch balls from four or five different quarterbacks <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> uh, if he he truly is like it's a it's a nice play to have. They don't have anybody else, um, you know, wide receiver wise that that is really going to take a bunch. And Joku is there, but yeah, I like that pick. All right, Burst, the final one of this uh, of this section of the draft. Then we'll take a timeout and then we'll finish the draft and we'll finish the podcast for the season. Who do you like at forty? Um, you know what? We haven't taken a Seahawk yet, and I think that's a good way to cap off the top 40 because uh, I think there's an interesting discussion to be had with what to do with players on the Seahawks, and especially one of them is Kenneth Walker. Um, I will take him here knowing that Zach Charbonnet is present. However, uh, his presence did hurt Walker's draft value coming into last season's uh, fantasy draft, and uh, in the first like month, uh, Kenneth Walker dominated because he has that ability. He's, yes. a, he's a very strong mm-hmm. running back. Um, but then, of course, he got hurt, and they used Charbonnet and tried to get him uh, uh, more snaps and more more of the workload. But uh, you didn't see the sort of explosiveness from Charbonnet that you would have liked to see. I still think they're going to make an effort to give Charbonnet the ball, but uh, Kenneth Walker should be getting a, a bulk of that workload, especially early on in the season. You also have to remember a new regime coming in. And of the two backs, I do believe that Kenneth Walker the third is a better back than Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. I do believe mm-hmm. that. Charbonnet is just very, very physical. I think it was a Pete Carroll pick. So when the new regime comes in, I would think that Kenneth Walker would be the apple of their eye. Mm-hmm. Just my amateur guess as a Seahawks fan. There is your top 40 now, 21 through 40, and we've got 20 more picks to go. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Get Ryan at Ryan Bershinger. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. And it's our final segment of this year's version of I Want Your Flex. Back after this. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. I'm on the clock at number 41, our final 20 picks. We're doing the top 60. If you missed the first 20, it's in our previous podcast. You can hear who we like in that top 20, get a little bit more in depth. And obviously, we just did 21 through 40. So I'm up at number 41. We ended the round with a Seahawk. We're going to start the round with a Seahawk. I will take DK Metcalf. The talent is there. The, 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 the physical nature, everything is there. You just There is a question about if the quarterback is going to be there. It, it is not a given that Geno Smith returns. We've heard a little rumors of maybe Michael Penix because of Ryan Grubb being the offensive coordinator. But DK Metcalf is still an enormous target as a wide receiver. I'll take him at 41. I'm going to take a guy who finished 13th in PPR leagues. It might be a little bit of a surprise for you. Michael Pittman Jr. Mm. Now, I'm not 100% convinced Anthony Richardson is the next coming as so many others. There's still a lot to be seen. Great athleticism, comes back off the injury. But what Steichen and company were able to do a year ago, uh, kind of going on the fly, offensive line, uh, working Taylor as they did. Pittman had a fantastic season. Uh, even missing a game, finished 13th. Man, that was a mess in Indy this year. And they still were in the thick of it. Well, that's the yeah. beauty of it. Yeah. Right? And really makes you depressed when your team is never in the thick of it. 
Wait, I, I'm not going to make it about the Bears. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Burst, you're up at number 43. Yeah, Pittman will be interesting because Pittman is, I, I believe Pittman is a free agent now. Um, but if. Uh, he, I mean, bringing him back to Indy makes all the sense in the world because who else are they going to throw to? Josh Downs kind of fell off at the end of the season there, um, and you need to have some sort of like level of talent uh, to support Anthony Richardson. Josh Downs was my first. Who does he play for of the, <laughs> of the 2023 season? Like he, I saw the name and just wasn't paying as much attention. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to take an incredibly unsexy pick. Um, but despite that, uh, despite the lack of sexiness around uh, this running back as a pick, he's been in the top 10 in back-to-back seasons at running back. I, I believe he finished top 10 this year as well because he was he had a very strong second half of the season. Uh, that's James Conner. Uh, James Conner has been a steady presence in that Arizona backfield, uh, despite the fact that you've had Kyler Murray uh, hurt and not there, and you've had uh, random guys playing quarterback. Um, James Conner has been a, a focal point of that offense and has been, quite frankly, good, uh, a, a wildly underrated in terms of what he's done the last couple of years. Uh, so to get a steady running back two at this point um, and James Conner, you absolutely take that here. I am I am betting on the player. Um, he may have new digs, but I'll take Stefan Diggs, even if it's not in Buffalo. If he does go somewhere, I think that he will be uh, utilized. There's just there's some disconnect. There's something going wrong. So I'm almost betting on him leaving Buffalo and not being back and finding his way somewhere else. All right, we drafted the receivers. Now I'll just take C.J. Stroud. Be done with. Oh, him. nice. It'll be fun when he has that game and he throws for 478 yards. You know, because that's the type of quarterback that he is. You know, like he's going to have that game. And you'll have a couple of those giant 70 T's next to him. So wherever you get bonus points in your fantasy leagues and certainly in the betting markets, uh, I'm sure the overs on his yardage total each week will be a very interesting number to watch. Now there's going to be a lot of quarterback player discussions, uh, quarterback, running back, decisions we're going to have to make the rest of this way in our final 15 picks or so burst up at number 46 um let's see okay so do we do we know what josh jacobs is doing is, is he he's still with the raiders right or is he was he um yes well he wow. played under the franchise tag this right. past yes. season yeah so um, as of this point we don't necessarily okay. have the official I mean, I will take Josh Jacobs here. Uh, if he does come back to the Raiders, uh, he should. Even though, like, I, he probably is not going to go in this top sixty. Um, but I think Zamir White is somebody to look out for coming into next season because of how how well he played in Jacobs' absence at the end of the season. Um, but you know, Josh Jacobs is, is such a strong running back. Uh, he's, he's a year removed from uh, from dominating at the position. So um, I I will take Jacobs here again. It's a it's a, a very steady back that you can get as your second running back. So I'll I'll take Jacobs. I'll take Dak. You know, just on why we love CD Lamb so much. I'll take Dak at number forty seven. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't continue to do what he did. Uh, maybe they get a more of a running game, which they do need. But still, he should be able to put up monster numbers. From parts unknown. Weight unknown. All right, he's not wearing a luchador mask like Jason Kelsey. I'm going to take Justin Fields wherever he goes. 
Wherever you go, there you go. Whatever I do, <laughs> it's a, that's an in sync. It's a can't sing too much more of it. See, I was going to go in, for it. yeah, go into some Broadway stuff. <laughs> We're gonna do it together. <laughs> I think Matt uh, Midler was singing that back in the day on my Broadway station. All right, Bursch. Um, I will keep the run of quarterbacks going here. I will take Anthony Richardson. Uh, I really like what we saw from him in his limited action. I think there's a very high ceiling. Um, there's there's incredible rushing yard and touchdown potential with him. So uh, I'll take Richardson, the eighth quarterback off the board at 49. Yeah, yeah. Just get him to do the uh, franchise tag on my guy Pittman. Sorry, Dan. No, I was going to say we're also getting to the point where, again, you hear us turning the pages over. Yeah. We're, we're, we're turning and looking to see what there is on page number four. Uh, give me... Give me Cooper Cup. Even with the emergence of Puka Nakua, I still feel that there is the rapport with Matthew Stafford. I think the Rams are going to be pretty good again in 2024. Uh, Give me that situation again. Give me Cooper Cup. How about a little bit off the board? Um, I like what he did. He got a crowded young receiving core. Give me Jaden Reed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was... uh banking on taking him with my last picks. And See, there you go. Well, I, 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 I stole him from the Packer guy. Because, I mean, that offense is going to be a lot of fun, right? A.J. Dillon's going to go somewhere else. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you've got, you know, the, the young receiving core, and I think people the last couple of weeks of the year and certainly in that playoff game realized Jordan Love was pretty good all along and turned it on at a whole other level. Of course, having a healthy Aaron Jones, whatever the hell he had yeah. happened to him when he was off. I still need answers because uh, I need some of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take Jaden Reed. Uh, looking at this mix of uh, of players that's left on the board, it's it's the ghosts of first round's past. <laughs> yeah, Travis <laughs> Kelsey, well Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, uh, Najee Harris even. Uh, what uh, about Aaron Jones, you know? I know, yeah. I know. And I, I definitely am, am keeping an eye on Aaron Jones because I think that uh, – Again, with with AJ Dillon no no longer there, and seeing what Aaron Jones did in the postseason, especially um, that that he's still there, the talent is still there. Um, but I'm not going to take him right now. Uh, maybe later. I I'm actually going to take Travis Kelsey here. All right, at 52, I think that's a great spot for him. Um, yes, he had the struggles in the second half of the season, um, but we saw in the playoffs that you know when they need a win, they make him the focal point of the passing offense, and it works incredibly well. Um, I fully believe that he'll be back. He's not going to be the you know obviously he's he's not our tight end one in this draft, and he's not going to be drafted as tight end one. This is around where he's going to to go, and quite frankly, tight end as a whole this year. Um, I'm not super high on on taking a tight end very high mm. because I think it's it's much deeper than in years past. Um, you have guys like Evan Ingram and David Njoku who like are coming off of really strong seasons as well. So uh, you'll find a lot of value at tight end, but uh, getting Travis Kelsey as your fifth guy um, as somebody in the Chiefs offense, I think is a, is a great spot. Can I go outside the box? Let's go. Can I take Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Because I'm going to. If you get in the right spot, we've seen the emergence of rookie wide receivers, and he may not be the only one. I mean, we may have another one in the top sixty, but but if you get into the right position, um, yeah, I would rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. than some of the wide receivers that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I would concur. Yes, especially yeah, looking at what the board 
would currently offer. Yeah, it's just a lot of question marks and dice rolls. It, would you rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. or Calvin Ridley? Without a doubt, yeah. I'll take Harrison. Yeah, yeah I agree. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And, that, I don't, and I don't care where he goes. Yes. Right? Correct. That's the other thing. Yep. Right? Yep. Ridley, we don't know what, what's going to happen with him, whether he stays in Jacksonville or they have to go and change out the, the pick that they gave up or whatever else. But, yeah, I mean, I look at the rest of those wide receivers that are coming up, and I have a lot of shrug. Yeah, mm. they're good, but they're not great and consistent. Yeah. Harrison could be. All right, Mike, you're up at 54. With that said, um, yeah, I'm not going uh, wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Because of the rumblings of what may transpire in this free agency period, I don't think he's reached the cliff just yet. Give me some big efforts for Derrick Henry. He may All kill right. me a few weeks being unavailable or whatever game script gets blown up. But, uh, you know, he'd look awful good in a Ravens uniform. Really would. Him rumbling there has some rumblings lately. All right, Ryan, 55. Um, we talked about it. I uh, I will go Aaron Jones here. I think right. there's there's a lot of value potentially to be had at running back here. It, it is really interesting looking at these middle fifth, sixth round running backs. Suddenly there's in, – in past there's not been a ton of value here at running back. There's a, there's a whole lot that, that could work really well. Uh, but I will take Aaron Jones assuming that he's you know going to be the main guy as usual. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers draft a running back since A.J. Dillon will be gone. Um, but they're they're still going to heavily rely on Aaron Jones. Even you have Jordan Love talking about like how how crucial Aaron Jones was in the backfield and just blocking uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, the the Packers love him, and so he'll he'll be on the field as much as he possibly can, and they're gonna work him into the offense as much as they can. I'll take Jalen Waddle. He's dropped enough. Number two option. Now we're getting also to the point where there we're strongly looking at who the number two options are in a ppr league i think it's very good value at 56 i'll yeah. follow your lead and i'll go to the rookie class and i'll take a dunze all right yep whether it's him Chicago neighbors or somewhere yeah, else harrison yep those three all right the final three picks ryan bershinger your final pick make it count all right well chiefs defense <laughs> nice <laughs> I'll take uh, Harrison Butker for the win. <laughs> um, I'm not. There, there's nothing here that's gonna like raise eyebrows unless I go like super off. Go the crazy. Board. Let's um, go. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go ahead and go with somebody who I think is a safe pick here, and that's Alvin Kamara, um, because of the fact that again, Derek Carr uh, is. <laughs> Is throwing left-handed and, and just he'll look downfield, go nah, and then just throws to Alvin Kamara, and then he ends up with 20 catches for 40 yards. But those catches will give you a ton of points in the PPR game. So uh, give me Alvin Kamara here at 57. I I will I will. You're at 58, by the way. 58. That's okay. I just I like the derisiveness of it. I thought I was uh, the only guy that acidic when it came to oh, Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> I, I will take an Eagles wide receiver, and thank goodness it's not AJ. <laughs> yeah, Devonte Smith. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'll tell you, he, he and Jalen Hurts, I think, are their steady eddies. So give me Devonte Smith. All right, Mike Carmen, the final pick of no the twenty twenty four top sixty draft. Well, how far do we want to go off the board? We want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't go quite that nuts. Uh, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. All right, there it is. Final pick. 
And again, it's all the wishing, wanting, hoping. And, and I just end with my story from years ago at the Super Bowl, Dan. Leaving the game here at SoFi in Southern California, the Bengals fans who were all happy and smiley like it was their birthright to be there for the next decade. <clears throat> Oh, how it changes fast. Yes, yes. But uh, there's Joe Burrow. Uh, it's on you, you there, big boy. I'll tell you, the two names that I had looked at that I was thinking, Jordan Addison mm-hmm. and George Pickens. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, again, Jordan Addison, uh, I would have been fine with. Pickens still want to just know who the quarterback is. Yeah. You know, we know the big playability is there. You know, Those the are a couple of names. The can't be as bad as it was. No, no. At least we've been saying, well, but we've said that for five years. In Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. Anybody else you left off first that we should name before we sign off for the final time this season? Um, I I do like Ramondre Stevenson. Um, yeah. Because the Patriots will have to give the ball to somebody. Um, I, I think that uh, very interesting. The running back two from this season is still available, and that's Raheem Mostert. Um, because of the fact that yeah, if Devon Achan is fully healthy, the, the the torch should be passed there. Um, but if you can get getting Mostert in the sixties, I think is tremendous value. Uh, just a note. It, as our top 60 as a whole uh this is the direction that football and fantasy football is going in right uh we had 28 of these 60 picks be wide receiver 20 of them be running back uh nine quarterbacks and three tight ends so and i took two of the tight ends yeah (laughs) all right yeah yeah no and and that's uh, quite frankly that's where we're at it's you know it's a passing league this this is where fantasy has fully changed to the point where the the, you know first round used to be you know nine out of ten were running backs uh now it's just you're you're finding where the numbers are and the numbers are in the passing game so uh yeah half of these guys being wide receiver is not a, a huge surprise the injury questions is what stand out to me the guys that we left off we have no idea what's going to happen with Nick Chubb returning from his mm-hmm. severe injury um you know you mentioned Mostert uh, you wonder if this was the year where he stayed healthy and then you're gonna you know the other injury issues are going to pop up later on and then just one other name Tony Pollard mm-hmm. was such a high pick for us last year we don't know where he's going to play and uh added on to what he did in Dallas or what he didn't do in Dallas this past season not surprised that he dropped out of the top 60. Yeah, RB14 in PPR leagues was Pollard. Uh, so a guy with great expectations. And look at that offense. If they had some semblance of balance, how much different is the end of that year? But you didn't trust your run game yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and interesting with Mostert, right, stayed healthy until the end, right? Missed those yeah. final couple of games. So, you know, one of those where you've got that roll, roll of the dice because if he can still – I mean, that offense should be explosive, and we say should be. But how how much do each of them get fed when it comes to touchdowns? Because, I mean, there's going to be a regression off his touchdown total. Yes. It's just a matter of how steep it is. Yep, yep. As, as we have learned with some others in the National Football League. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. Our two-part special to end the season. Uh, we uh, appreciate you listening all year long. Thank you very much, Mike Harmon, for Fun all stuff, of your man. expertise in making this all work. Ryan Bershinger, you the same and all the technical work. And to uh, everybody who's listening uh, to I Want Your Flex, we appreciate your loyalty and can't wait to be back in the 2024 season. So for Ryan Bershinger and Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Beyer. This has been the season finale of I Want Your Flex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.